This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Good evening, Raider Nation. Welcome to Silver and Black today, the post-game edition on this Sunday, Monday, whenever you're listening to us here, an Odyssey original podcast for our live audience joining us post-game on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you may be. Thanks for being with us. The Raiders, 38-20 winners over the Houston Texans. Yes, the Raiders back in the win column finally at two and four in what was a game of two halves and the Raiders come back in the second half and really turn it on. Thanks to the legs again of Josh Jacobs. And to talk about this with all of you, uh, myself, Scott Branson, also our voice of the fan Murph from Raiders fan radio and Evan Grote from just pod baby guys. Uh, what a game Murph. We're going to start with you. Cause we always love to start these post game shows voice of the fan. Give us your initial reaction. How are you feeling? I think I have a clue how you're feeling. Yeah, I think we're going to win the super bowl. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's the way this thing is going to go. Um, uh, no, all, all joking aside, you know, this was, um, this was an interesting watch. I mean, I was pretty down in the dumps during the first half of this game. As I know, a lot of Raider nation was, we were just like thinking like, Oh my gosh, like, is it really taking me 49 years of life to figure out that the best part about being a Raider fan is the offseason? I'm like, this is what we're <laughs> going to do. We're going to turn in a dumper to the worst roster in all of football. But then all of a sudden, they did turn it around, and the end result was the Raiders got an 18-point victory, which is what we all expected to happen anyway. So I know we'll get into all the details of everything. But overall, it was a, a definitely a tale of two halves. It felt kind of funky early on, but I'm glad that, hey, the final result was the final result, and hopefully this will build some momentum for us. 
Absolutely. And Evan Grote will bring you in now. Um, you know, I, I was started this the first half. I, I even tweeted. I said, hey, you know, this seems like uh, you had a bye week. The Raiders come out one and four. They are playing like a one and four team. They go to halftime. Adjustments obviously occur. Things change. And this Raiders team really found its legs in that second half, both offensively and defensively. What did you see? Yeah, you know, I, I I saw a lot of what Murph had to say. You know, it was a tale of two halves. Um, Raiders still being plagued by just not being able to play consistent for a whole entire game. Um, but you know, they did they did show some signs of life there in the second half. You know, I, I guess I'm happy with the win. Anytime you're one and four, you have to be satisfied with a win. But let's be honest, this was a 2017 game. They were down 2017 at the end of the third quarter. So yes, you're happy to walk away with a win because they desperately need one. But again, I'm kind of looking at the process that they went about to get this win. It wasn't always pretty, but as Murph said, the end result was there. So, so Raider fans, you have to be happy. Yeah. And, and Murph, let's, let's talk a little bit about that because if you look at um, uh, this team, you look at Josh Jacobs, the legs of that young man, his line on the day, are you ready for this? 20 carries. I always want him to get 30. So he had 10 less than I would expect him. 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns, uh, and a long run of 15 yards. Listen, uh, Josh Jacobs is a man who's thing. He seems like he's playing for something, not only for his team, uh, but Hey, they didn't give him his fifth year option. He's playing for a contract and oh boy, is he earning his money right now? Absolutely. And, you know, I can't wait to go back and look through the stats. I know I dabbled a little bit on Twitter, a little more on Twitter today during the first half than I normally would because it was just like, you know what I mean? So, uh, but I did see a few flashes, a few tweets. I want to go back and read through more. And uh, just about the significance of what Josh Jacobs is doing. Uh, even uh, CBS threw up a little uh, shot there about the, um, the similarity between Josh Jacobs's uh, early time with the Raiders and Marcus Allen's. And when you start talking about, comparing to Marcus Allen over and we're not talking about a year or two we're talking about now a four-year span where I mean that's pretty impressive I mean you know Marcus Allen's you know not even arguably to me he's the greatest running back Raiders have ever had so mm -hmm. you start having those kind of conversations that's pretty significant and I know that Josh is also setting some other pacing and precedent that has not been seen for a Raiders running back for a very long time because we've had great running backs since Marcus Allen, but they've all been kind of short-lived. You know, Tyrone Wheatley, um, you know, Charlie Garner. We've kind of gotten these guys in from other places, and they would have, like, two or three good years. Napoleon Kaufman had some great years, of course, but, like, Josh Jacobs is doing it from day one. And, you know, I think it's – I mean, obviously, like you said, he's playing for something bigger. Hopefully the Raiders can, will be able to give him that contract. And I'm thinking, like, a three-year deal is a very, very fair thing right now um, for what this young man's going to be outputting. We know we're going to have money next year to do it. Yeah, but you know that's an interesting point you bring up, and I and I and we're we're staying on the positive because it's such a great game for this team to come out of the spy and win like they did. Um, so Josh Jacobs, I saw a lot, Evan, of people uh, on social media during the game uh, with with memes and and gifs with money being thrown at Josh Jacobs. Clearly, having a great year so far, his best year ever as a pro, right? Which you love to see. Um, and so now we're getting the, yeah, pay the man stuff. Um, and so, so he's clearly earning what he's making now and, and helping himself for his future deal. Uh, I think it's a little premature just because of the situation. You don't know what's going on with this team yet. Uh, but, but clearly this guy 
if you don't run with Josh Jacobs, and to me, I think that's where the Raiders sometimes get in trouble, and we saw it in the first half, is when they go away from the run, it starts and, be, it starts and ends with Josh Jacobs right now, Evan. Yeah, absolutely, it does. He is he is their MVP right now, if you ask me, on either side of the ball. He is just, you know, he he's putting this team on his shoulders. And I'm glad you you came to me with this, this idea because I was thinking about it as the game was finishing up here and you guys were talking all about, you know, possibly throwing money at him. He is putting the Raiders front office in a very, very difficult situation. Now it's yes. a good, pro- it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong, but he is, he's, he's probably going to end up having a career year going well over a thousand yards, um, you know, mm-hmm. over double digit touchdowns. So on a contract year, do you, do you decide to pay him, give him big money for a running back? Although if you look at big picture, you know, of his career, he hasn't been healthy as much as you would like. So it is going to be very, very interesting to see how this all plays out. But, you know, it's good for the Raiders right now. And that's really what we need to focus on right now. We can talk about the future and the offseason and contracts and all that at another time. But, you know, just just looking ahead, it is it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Well, can and I, I shout out one other little thing, too. Yes, please do. Amik Robertson with the crown on Josh Jacobs. I thought that was some amazing smack talk because I mean, you talk about Alabama running backs. It's all about King Henry in the NFL. And so for Amik Robertson to go over there and, and crown him, I thought that was pretty, that was pretty sick. It was. And, and Murph, I'll tell you what, I mean, listen, this team and this player, look, you, you don't get your fifth year option. Uh, and some guys might be disgruntled. Josh Jacobs is focused and working his tail off and helping this team and carrying this team. Listen, Derek Carr had a nice day. Devontae Adams had a nice day overall. Uh, and this without Darren Waller again, so missing one of their big their big weapons. Um, but Josh Jacobs and that focus, it's just relentless. The way he's running is phenomenal. And yes, you know, I think I think you have to be careful with him now because uh, you got to keep riding them. But at the same time, you have Zamir White, you have Abdullah back there. You need to give them some carries. We saw that a little bit more today just to spell him because you need him for the rest of that season. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long way to go, right? And we've heard going into this thing, we knew it was going to be a running back by committee. That's that's what we were told anyways. Of course, but we haven't <laughs> seen a lot of Amir Abdullah. We haven't seen a lot of Zamir White. We haven't seen a lot of these guys. Brandon Bolden, I mean, you know, we got, the Raiders got, we got an awful lot of running backs, but we haven't seen it. The committee is Josh Jacobs. So, you know, how durable is he? You know, I don't know. Like you, you, you mentioned that there's, you know, there's been some challenges with injury in the past. But I mean, 17 games is a long way to go. And if we're going to put the entirety of the, of the spirit of the offense, which is clearly what it was today, onto one guy, onto one running back mm-hmm. and have a full bell cow that you don't really see in the NFL anymore. I don't know. I think that might be a lot to ask of him. So I think that it would sure would be nice if the Raiders found more identity or a deeper identity than just that, because I don't think that's going to be able to last for another 11 weeks. No, it's tough. And Evan, one of the things, too, that has helped Josh Jacobs, especially the last three weeks, uh, nobody's perfect. But that offensive line, again, played better tonight. They got pressure early on, but they adapted. Derek Carr obviously got banged up, was out for one play, got hurt. Uh, But then they battened down the hatches and across the board. Munford played great. Of course, Parham continued to play. Even Alex Bars continued to improve. Um, Maybe Josh McDaniels knows a little bit more than we do about the offensive line because these guys seem to be gelling. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, that's a good point. Maybe he does. Maybe that seven man, eight man rotation. Maybe there's something to it. I think I saw Lester Cotton out there tonight too. So yes, I think, I think they did have eight offensive linemen play today. But you're right. I mean, it was a big talking point all off season. Uh, was the offensive line and how it could possibly hold the offense back. Not the case right now. I mean, say what you want about how they, they pass protect. I think obviously there's some room, room for growth there, but as far as the run blocking is going, you know, hats off to those guys. Josh Jacobs is running through some very big holes. He's making a lot of guys miss, but he, he's running through holes that I think Murph could run through. So uh, <laughs> hats off to those guys. Hey, and if I'm running behind 45, man, I just might Oof. be able to, because, oh, Jakob Johnson, man, he's having a heck of a year at fullback. He really is. He, and, and, you know, one of those unsung heroes, I think you talked about him last time we did a post game after the Monday night loss to the Chiefs, Murph. Uh, and I think a lot of people, those guys sometimes go unnoticed because they're not always doing sexy stuff. But if you watch the game and you watch it multiple times like we all do, you uh, you appreciate and understand it. Um, speaking of, let's appreciate Devontae Adams, of course, nine, ca- excuse me, eight catches, 95 yards. Hunter Renfro back, three catches, 55 yards. Mac Hollins, of course, with a nice touchdown to start the game off, two catches for 44 yards. And Foster Moreau was targeted five times, three catches, and 28 yards. Um, overall, that offense, it, it, it seems stuck in neutral in the first half, Murph. Then the second half, they came alive. I'm still angry at Josh McDaniels for the trick plays when they're on drives where they're moving the ball. But we'll save that for Tuesday's show because we're staying on the win here. Uh, but, man, I'll tell you what. Derek Carr lit up. The receivers lit up. The offensive line got better. And, of course, Josh Jacobs. This offense, you saw tonight 38 points. This is what we all expected out of this office, what we saw in the second half. Yeah, and I mean, running the ball early certainly got it going because it automatically kicked off the play action. We hadn't seen the Raiders do a ton of play action this year. And it's funny because it's I've talked about this a lot on the show about how like we can change so many things about the Raiders over like periods of years. And some things are just stay the same. And the Raiders have historically not been a big play action team. I don't know why, like, I don't know what the difference is between the Raiders and 31 other football teams that find, you know, rhythms to their offense by engaging in play action, especially when you have a good running game. So anyways, but to see that come out early tonight, I thought that was very encouraging. And I know that Josh is catching some heat on some of the play calling. And I, <laughs> and I definitely, to, to me, more of the heat should be placed on him and the idea that it took them so long to get going. I yeah. applaud the adjustments and what he was at. Cause we've, that's the theme of era of this team, right? Is it all worth such good adjusters um, or the coaching staff? Anyways, we can all adjust. Okay. Well, how come we didn't adjust in the bye week Like, why did we're going up against a weak football team? Why did we come out so flat Mm. in that first? It was a this is a boring football game in the the first half. Oh, it was not. It was not a good watch. And so why does it take, though, into the second half for the creativity to come out? Now, you can argue, did he get a little too cute on some things? I don't know. Some of it was kind of fun. You know, and football is supposed to be fun, so and it worked. And I thought, you know, and the one that that the little pass back from Jacobs, where he had Devonte running a corner high, yeah. and then he had Hollins running underneath, and all Derek had to do was run or uh, read which one that when the safety was going to cover, and then throw it to the other guy. So like, yeah. I thought that was kind of clever. So th- I didn't think that was too bad, but you just want to see that stuff kind of kick in a little bit earlier, and especially after a bye week, it's like, my gosh, another thing that the Raiders uh, post bye week blues, like, <laughs> yeah, you, can't this stuff. You, you, you want them to come out and, and and put the gas on right away right you I mean that's what you that's what I was expecting and when they looked much like they did the previous five games 
that's when I got concerned. But Evan, this offense in the second half just seemed to get into high gear. The play calling changed a little bit, so there was your adjustments. Uh, but what did you see the biggest difference with quarterback, with offensive line, with what they were running specifically in this game against the Texans? Yeah, I, I think what we're seeing now is, and I've talked about it a lot with you guys here on the show and, and, and on my podcast, is I think we're starting to see the identity now, right? The identity mm. is riding Josh Jacobs. And, and so, you know, when they needed something to happen, they went to Josh Jacobs, and that's a good thing. Now, there was a, a, a period of time where they kind of went away from Josh Jacobs, he, or not Josh Jacobs, excuse me, Devontae Adams. Adams was involved early in the game, often in the game, and then I think he didn't catch a pass all the way through the second quarter and even into the third quarter. And then he got back involved again in that that scoring drive where he had like three catches for 38 yards. So, you know, I still don't like to see those periods where he goes missing, but we did. We, we are starting to see the identity now with Josh Jacobs. But to me, it should be if it's not Josh Jacobs touching the ball, it better be Devontae Adams. So it's clearly they are the two stars in this offense. And and, and that's where it's got to be. Yeah, and that's where, I mean, listen, having Darren Waller on the field is is such a big deal for this team because even if you're not utilizing him and you're not going to him, he occupies other defenders. That's why he's so important to the team. Whether or not he performs like we all want him to or not doesn't matter. That's a big piece of it. But we saw tonight, Murph, uh, this team really being able to spread the ball around again. Derek Carr did a great job of finding the receiver he needed to when he wasn't handing the ball off to Josh Jacobs. And that's why you see Renfro, you see Hollins, you see Moreau, you see Abdullah even with a catch, and of course Adams. Um, you know, this is, I think, what this team, we, we talked about it last week, this team needed a confidence builder. So they got, they got into a situation where they were not doing as well as we thought they could, and then they blow it open the second half. This is the type of game that you really use to turn things around, isn't it? Absolutely, and you could see it just build, you know, and that play that where Derek threw it, with and they were playing this, this too deep safety thing yeah, for most high of safety. the game. And never freaking really challenged the middle of the field. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Derek pulls the trigger and chucks one to Matt Collins for a touchdown. And you could immediately see their demeanors. Like, everybody started lighting up. That confidence had yeah. started to build because they could make the play. Now, again, though, my question is, why are we waiting however long? Because it was right <laughs> before the end of the half. Like, why, why aren't we doing that stuff earlier in the football game? Again, even the announcers are calling this stuff out, going, yeah, well, here's what they're doing. Well, then how come we're not attacking that? But anyway, yeah. point being is that you could see the momentum build. And I, I got to think that that play alone seemed to be a, a, a heck of a catalyst because, you know, as, as I believe as Evan mentioned, you know, going into the fourth quarter, we were losing. So it, was, it wasn't like we immediately like took command of the football game at that point. But I think just like demeanor, like sideline demeanor. And I'm, I'm, I'm so huge on that. I love to like check out like what body language looks like mm -hmm. and like what communications are looking like. And there, there was a lot of camaraderie, which frankly, and we hadn't necessarily seen that exhibited, um, whether that's been on. Uh oh, we lost your audio. All right, well we'll get we'll get Murph back here in a second. I hate that we're we're not hearing him. <laughs> well, Evan, he we'll has get a back. lot to say. He has a lot to say. Apparently, <laughs> he does. He does. I'm trying to point to him so he knows, but he can't tell. Uh, uh, Murph, can you hear us? Because we can't hear you. Your audio went out. As you were making your your final case, yeah. So so it's it's it's. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, I. I you know, Scott. It. One thing I want to throw out there while yeah. we're, we're we're trying to get Mac uh, Murph, Murph back on is yeah. one one of the things that we have um, criticized the Raiders' offense for has been their play in the red zone. That was not 
the issue tonight. They got into the red zone three different times and they were able to capitalize on those opportunities and get touchdowns mm-hmm. on all three of those drives. So I think that was a big, you know, improvement, you know, talk about coming off the bye week and things that we'd like to see them improve on. They were much better in the red zone and, and that definitely makes a big difference in these football games. Well, of course. And I mean, remember that that big stretch during the first half, they didn't even get in the red zone. Um, you know, they got the yeah. one field goal, but they couldn't even drive the ball. And that's why that second half when they started driving the ball, uh, you, you just felt a different sense for how they were going. And that's that's all the difference. Finding that rhythm. It's been so hard for this team. And I know the blame it on the coaching and the new system and all that kind of stuff. It's probably a, a conglomeration of all of that. Uh, but to see them finally start to you could see it too, play by play happening. And, and it really starts to say, okay, now they're starting to get into this rhythm. You feel it as a, even yeah. as somebody watching the game, you can feel it. So it's, it's, it's one of those deals where, uh, again, building that confidence was so huge for this team going into that fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think you nailed it when you said rhythm. You know, they just they just seem to whatever, you know, I don't know what I haven't rushed it a second time. I I will have to to see exactly the type of adjustments that were made. But, you know, everyone just got more comfortable, got into more of a routine. And I think they were dominating that line of scrimmage a lot more than they were in the first half. And as you saw, uh, Josh Jacobs was able to break free and and, and get take some nice runs out there. So uh, definitely a, a comfort level was better in the second half for sure. Yeah, and we're we're working on getting uh, Murph back here in a second with his audio. Sorry about that, everybody. And he was right in the middle of a great point, so we'll have to f- find out what uh, what he was saying. Uh, but but again, the Raiders 38-20 winners over the Titans. Some some team stats I want to go over with you, Evan, real quick. Uh, first downs twenty five to twenty one. The Raiders four hundred net yards of offense for the Raiders in this one. Five penalties, forty four yards. Uh, so not great. Some of those were early on, uh, but certainly in key times, they did not commit penalties, no turnovers. So that was a huge one as well. And they win the time of possession battle barely just by about 50 seconds. So, uh, this one was close for a while, but you like to see how they, uh, pulled away there. Murph, you back with us? Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm not sure. Yes. That's all right. No worries. Uh, Scott Branson, Murph from Raiders fan radio and, Evan from Just Pod Baby are with you. And if I could get everybody else on here, I will do so. There we go. Um, but Murph, you were making the point, And then, of course, the audio goes out. So I don't know if, if, if that was like some Chiefs fan out there is tired of hearing him, hearing from you. <laughs> and he pulled the plug. Uh, but we were, we were talking just about, Murph, while you were out, we were talking about the rhythm of this team and that offense and how you could see it as a fan or as an observer of the game, like we're covering the game. You could see play by play by play. It started to string together. And almost in the players' faces, too, you saw it connect. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure where I where I dipped out at audio wise, but yeah, that um, the, the the body language that we've seen on the Raiders sidelines and in the game hasn't been the best throughout the course of this season so far. But we really saw that start to change today, and uh, and that was it's so great to see because that's what, I mean it's you want to see you want to see the guys having fun. You, you want to see them, you know, into it and, and and taking it seriously, but only to a certain extent. It's still a game. You still got to have fun with it, and you still got to you know. Um, you know, there's got to be a certain amount of, of was the word levity? Is that the right word? Levity. Scott? There you go. Got to be a little bit of levity there. Absolutely. No, it was good. It was good to see this team, especially towards that end of the game when they really had Deron Harmon, right? Hey, when was the last oh. time you saw the Raiders, Evan, close out a game with a defensive play like that? I mean, 
Murph and I talked before we went on the air about it a little bit because it was it was nice to see that too. That defense needed that as well, and they come through big at the end. Yeah, I, I think they put the stat up there on the TV. Was that the first time they've had a pick six in, in three seasons? I'm pretty in sure. Three seasons, yeah. So now yep. they've had two defensive touchdowns this season. So, you know, they got to have a lot more of those. Those are impact game changing plays that I talk about all the time. And the Raiders obviously have not had enough of them this year or in past years as well. So that is definitely something you'd like to see start happening more and more. Uh, you'd like to see more pressure on the quarterback, strip, sack, fumbles. Those are the types of plays that can really turn a game around, turn a season around. And and you saw it from Harmon today with that pick six to kind of close that game out today. All right, Murph. So everybody gets to go back to work tomorrow feeling good. We can have uh, nice things on Twitter. There won't be knife attacks and all kinds of stuff. People people yelling at each other and tearing eyes out and gnashing of teeth. Uh, it's going to be a good Monday for Raider Nation as we see the Raiders move to two and four. The Saints next week. Uh, and uh, but but finally, Raider Nation you know, that was down in the dumps, especially after that Chiefs loss. And then you got a week off, so you got to live with it even longer. Finally, Raider Nation can celebrate tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be nice. I mean, you know, we're still going to fight about Derek Carr on Twitter because that's going to happen <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, somebody's going to say, like, well, how come we wait until he gets a free play? Or how come on a free play he throws the ball out of bounds? I don't know, but they won. So, like, let's just, like, let's just calm down. Um, but, yeah, but anyways, but it will be nice. It's, it's And it's, you know, and it's funny because, like, this just being this Raider fan thing, this Raider life, as you guys know, man, it's not always the easiest. But as I, as I always say, like, Let's just enjoy it for what it is in the moment. Let's root for the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't let the teams play on the field impact your ability to enjoy yourself on a Sunday. And don't get me wrong, I was sad sacking on a couch for the first half of this game. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, though, like, you know, Raider Nation is family, and and, and we've got something to, 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 you know, celebrate. Even though it was, I know it's the Texans. I know we didn't just beat the Chiefs. I get the context of it all. <laughs> but we still won a freaking football game, and so let's enjoy it for what it is. Absolutely. And that's why we have you on here, Murph. Uh, and you have to follow Murph at Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube. Great show. Uh, make sure you watch it. Make sure you subscribe. Hit their notifications bell as well. And as always, Murph, we have to talk about the important work you do outside the content making. And that, of course, is uh, the One Nation Foundation. Tell everybody about that and what they can do to help. Yeah, thank you so much. So we uh, we started a nonprofit once we realized we can make money with our show and we give 100% of that money away. And uh, we're gonna present a check to the Fred Boletnikoff Foundation uh, coming up in December. And so Raider Nation, we are in our final push of fundraising for 2022 uh, because anything that we're gonna be able to do for the month of October, we know we'll get that in time to be able to give it to the Boletnikoffs. Our goal originally was $8,000 and we've rocketed past that. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're hoping to get into five figures to present a check to them for. So if you could just help help us, you know, go to RaidersFanRadio.com uh, or YouTube.com slash RaidersFanRadio on Wednesday nights when we do our show. We do, we're, go, we're doing some auction items this week. We're giving away a signed Devontae Adams jersey. Um, and so, yeah, so get in on that. And then if you just want to donate directly, you can go to uh, OneNationFoundation.net. There's a donate button. You can click on it, and the money goes straight to us. Google doesn't take a cut, none of that kind of stuff. It just goes straight to the foundation. And so we thank you to everybody that supported us along the way, uh, both you guys and Scott. I, I can't tell you how much uh, help you all have been 
in our fundraising efforts this year. And we, we attest a lot of the exposure we get here to the amount of money we've been able to raise. So thank you very, very much to all of you that have supported us with, uh, with this uh, run this year. We're looking forward to, to seeing the Blitnikoffs and passing it all on. We're just a vessel, man. It's Raider Nation. <laughs> all the listeners are the ones where, and we, and we make sure that we, uh, we note that when we, when we, uh, when we pass those funds on. So thank you very, very much. Well, thank you guys and the whole entire crew there at Raiders Fan Radio for what you guys do. And we're certainly happy to keep spreading the word. And we will put links uh, below in the podcast if you're listening to us on Odyssey or if you're watching on YouTube after the show's over, we'll update there with links as well. Murph, I appreciate it, man. We will see you next week. Yeah, let's see. Let's uh, hopefully a big win against the Saints. Let's go. (laughs) The Saints. There you go. New Orleans. There you go. Murph, follow him on Twitter at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F. He is out. Thank you very much for being with us, buddy. All right. Thank you, fellas. Have a good night. You too. Take care, Murph. All right. There you go. Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Always good perspective and just amazing work that he's doing with the One Nation Foundation. So make sure you contribute there. Evan and I are going to be back. We're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll roll on with our reaction to the Raiders. 38-20 win over the Houston Texans. Don't go anywhere. 